Hello, everybody. This is the week of Halloween. And I don't do a very good Dracula impersonation, so I'm not even going to, you know, impose that on you. But uh, we'll start off with a little music for the season, and then we'll get into the podcast. Uh, the title of this one is What's in Your Mezuzah? So uh, stay tuned. I'll be back after this little uh, song of the season, as it were. I'm Steeplejack, the Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson, and these are Days to Remember, (laughs) D-A-Z-E. Hope you're okay. Well, when I look over my shoulder 
in a liquid sea of love shimmering rainbows and silver sky above a looking glass that reflects our past tied with seaweed all around like willows upside down you caress my heart caress my soul surround my limbs you laugh your laugh hold my body fast and we wake up and sit here thinking thinking about the times we used to have and know they're gone forever we'll never learn Those 
妈妈。So that was Vanilla Fudge and their, uh, what, psychedelic progressive? What kind of band were they? I don't know. Uh, version of Donovan's Season of the Witch. And technically, it's really not about Halloween, although it's played a lot at Halloween time, whether it's the Donovan version or it's the... Um, Blues Brothers version or the Super Session version with Al Cooper and Stephen Stills. Um, you know, there's all different versions of the Donovan song, Season of the Witch, but it is uh, really a song about paranoia and anxiety. And so it makes sense that we uh, think about that this week as we have uh, the election coming up next week. And I'm anxious about it. I don't know if you are. Uh, not only as we vote for a new president, but we vote for a variety of leaders, including senators, which will be very important. So anyway, that was Season of the Witch to get us started. So this podcast is about um, what's in your mezuzah. Do you, have you, do you have a mezuzah? Have you ever had a mezuzah? I had one. I think I want to get another one. And uh, I dated a, a conservative Jewish woman when I was in college. It lasted as long as her parents didn't find out, but then they did, and then it was over. But uh, she was a really great person, and she gave me my first mezuzah. A mezuzah is a box that you put on the doorpost so that you can touch it as you go out and you go in and are mindful of your faith every day. It's not something a lot of us do uh, in the Christian tradition. Yeah, we're, you know, vaguely mindful of our faith, I guess, some more than others, I guess. I don't know. Maybe I'm being too negative and pejorative, but be that as it may, you know. Then there's a whole group of people that say, every time I go to church, they play the same songs. It's either Easter songs or Christmas songs. What's the problem? You know, well, maybe it's because you only go twice a year. I don't know. Uh, in church circles, that's called the C&E Society. But uh, anyway, the uh, what's in your mezuzah? Mezuzahs contain a... Uh, Scripture text that is um, in Hebrew, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one God. And uh, it's uh, foundational for Hebrew faith. So we'll be thinking about that today. And a bunch of other things. You know, it's only, it's less than, it's less than, depending on what day this is for you, it's less than two months till Christmas. So, anyway. 
So I've got a tune now to play for you. It's uh, been done by an awful lot of different people. Uh, Jonathan Edwards was the one I first heard, but this one is by The Birds, featuring Graham, Graham Parsons as the lead vocalist. It's called uh, I Like the Christian Life. So stay tuned. We'll listen to that, and then I'll come back, and we'll have the scripture lesson, and we'll talk about that for a little bit. And, you know, we'll, there might be even a couple more songs after Graham Parsons sings I Like the Christian Life. But nevertheless, I am Steeplejack. Reverend Dr. Ken Ferguson, coming to you from the edge of Connecticut, Central Village, Central Village Congregational Church, a United Church of Christ. If you want to come find us, we're on uh, we're around on Sunday mornings from 9.30 to about 10.30. If you want to swing by, we'll be there. But I'm here for now, and I'll be back. buddies tell me that I should have waited They say I'm missing a whole world of fun But I still love them and I sing with pride Others find pleasure in things I despise I like the Christian Since I turned to Jesus They say I'm missing a whole world of fun I'll live without them and walk in the light I like the Christian life I won't lose a friend by heeding God's call Others find pleasure in things I despise I like the Christian life I like the Christian life
Okay, so we're back to read the scripture lesson. And uh, this time it's from Matthew chapter 22, 36 to 34. And it somewhat reminiscent of the lesson from last week when folks were trying to trap Jesus. Well, last week it was the uh, Herodians and um, the uh, agents of the Sadducees. Well, this week it's about the Pharisees. Nevertheless, you know, similar kinds of folks who wanted to trap Jesus and make him look like an idiot. And it never quite worked out for them. Um, but listen to this. And it says, uh, when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, while the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them this question. What do you think of the Messiah? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how is it then that David by the spirit calls him Lord saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David thus calls him Lord, how can he be a son? No one was able to give him an answer. Nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. Matthew 22, 34 to 46. So, a mezuzah. You know, if you, if, if you want to go Christmas shopping, and most people start their Christmas shopping in October, at least according to a survey that I saw in Family Feud, <laughs> quite the authority, eh? Yeah. Um, most people start their Christmas shopping in October. So if you wanted to get somebody a mezuzah, for Christmas, and it's an, certainly appropriate, whether no matter what their faith base is, and you could even ask them what their favorite scripture is, or what is most foundational to them, what is what is what grounds them in their faith, whatever their faith is, and you could put that in the mezuzah because the mezuzahs come empty, you know, you put in what you want. So you could go to Amazon or almost any place and find mezuzahs, you know, like twenty bucks or whatever, something like that. And uh, get yourself and uh, your whole family a mezuzah and put it on the doorpost. And the notion is, you know, I suppose it becomes sort of rote and sort of mechanical to just touch the mezuzah when you go out or when you come back in. But it does create a sense of mindfulness. So I'm trying to advocate, I guess, that you take the scriptures that Jesus lifts up, you know, as the most important commandments, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. It's not might, it's mind. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself. These two become foundational for Christian faith. And when you begin to think about what it means to be a Christian and begin to think about how that impacts the way you live, the way you talk, 
and the way you vote. It, it becomes an important thing. You see, one of the things that happens is that people will say they're Christian, but it doesn't end up affecting their global functioning. That's a psychological term. You know, back in the day, um, insurance companies wanted you to give a number as a, as a consulting therapist uh, for the global functioning, anywhere from zero to 99 of what their global functioning was. How well do they survive? How resilient are is the person in, in life? And uh, the truth is that most clinicians used to give people a lot more credit than they deserved, a lot higher numbers than they deserved. I remember I had one really wonderful supervisor and we were doing some cases and, you know, during the case we had to say what we estimated their global functioning is and it's it's a gestalt it's it's there's it's not a scientific number i mean it's not like you can look at the side of their arm and say oh your global functioning is 29 or 52 or whatever it's a gestalt that you sort of get from the idea of how well do they deal with the world and with other people and with their job and all that kind of stuff um so you know Anybody who gave somebody a global functioning of like 70 or something, he'd sort of shake his head and said, I wish I was as, as good as that, <laughs> you know, in, intimating that, you know, and he was a very bright and highly functional guy, that most of us function at a lower level. So when you think of how we apply our Christian faith to our global functioning, there very often are some gaps between you know, the way we live and move and have our being and uh, what we say we believe. There once was a um, bumper sticker in our denomination, the United Church of Christ, and it was written by one of my classmates or schoolmates in seminary, I believe, but it was, it was simply to believe is to care, and to care is to do. Next week, on Tuesday, Election Day, November 3rd, our little church, our little band of gypsies, our small little gathering, in which virtually everybody is over the age of 65, some closer to 80, to tell you the truth, some over the age of 80, are going to begin hosting a weekly meal on Tuesdays at noontime for anybody who's hungry. So in an effort to love our neighbor as ourselves, we're trying to uh, put that into action, not only to believe and care, but to care and do, you know? Because a lot of us say we believe and a lot of us say we care, but a lot of us don't do squat. And so the application of the scripture Translating it from, you know, the mezuzah at your doorpost into the way in which you globally function, sometimes is limited, eh? And of course, in this day and age, with no stimulus package in sight, because the Senate is now not going to meet until November 9th. Thank you a lot, Mitchie, Moscow Mitch. <laughs> you may not agree with that, but anyway. Um, he uh, 
You know, the Senate isn't going to have any stimulus package, and people are really hurting. People are really hungry. Now, it's anticipated we're going to be feeding 80 to 100 people the very first week. And it's all, you know, distanced and masked, and they drive up, and we bring the food to the car. But uh, we certainly could use more help. We need to get more volunteers, and if you can't volunteer, and if you're too far away... You can always send us some money because we've got to pay for the heat and the lights and the water and the gas and all that kind of stuff. And it's tax deductible if you just make it out to the Central Village Congregational Church. But if you don't, that's okay too. Maybe there's something locally you want to do to get involved with your local food bank, whether it's in Florida or, you know, Virginia, North Carolina, or wherever you are. There are people that are hungry. Now, the thing we have to realize is when people come who are our neighbors, we're going to have an experience where a lot of these people aren't going to be, you know, people that we normally would hang with, you know, and they're going to make us uncomfortable because of their choices, because of their habits, because of their lifestyle, who knows what, you know, they're going to be different from us. And so it's important to realize that they're still our neighbors and it's our job to love them as we love ourselves. Now, that course raises the question, how much do we really love ourselves? And sometimes that becomes an issue. But as we love God with all our heart, soul, and mind and love our neighbors as ourselves, it becomes a way in which we translate important foundational scripture into the muscles of our bodies, into the ways of life. You know? So I want to put that out for you. Now, maybe you disagree. Maybe you don't like the idea. Maybe you think, well, you know, that's too socialist. <laughs> let, the, let, them, let them eat cake or whatever you want to say. You know? But it's kind of hard to argue, as the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees found out, it's kind of hard to argue with Jesus to the point where they decided we're not going to ask him any more questions. <laughs> He's too smart for us. So think about these things if you get a chance in the in the next days and weeks ahead, you know, as we come up on uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, most of us are going to be isolating at Thanksgiving and Christmas. We're not going to, it's not going to be the same, you know. So anyway, I'll leave it at that with you. But we'll uh, listen to a few more songs. And then I'll come back and we'll have a little prayer time and then we'll uh, take it from there, okay? I'll just remind you that if you have a reflection or if you want to give feedback to me, it's radiosteeplejack at gmail.com. And uh, it'll be good that, uh, you know, if you have a prayer request or if you have a song you want me to play, you can always give me the, uh, give me the 411 in that email, all right? All right, I'll be back. I'm Steeplejack. Bye. Happy Halloween. What are you going to be for Halloween? You have a costume set up? <laughs> yeah. What was your favorite costume growing up? Yeah. I was always like a monster of Frankenstein. I wasn't very creative. Maybe you've had some creative ones. Anyway, we'll talk later.
between half truth and victimization. Fighting back with counterattacks. It's when the
In another lifetime One of toil and blood When blackness was a virtue When the road was full of mud I come in from the wilderness A creature void of form Come in, she said I'll give you shelter from the storm If I pass this way again You can rest assured I'll always do my best for her On that I give my word in a world of steel-eyed death and men who are fighting to be warm Come in, she said, I'll give you a shelter from the storm Not a word was spoke between us, there was no risk involved Nothing up to that point had even been resolved Try imagining a place where it's always safe and warm Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. I was burned out from exhaustion, buried in the hail, poisoned in the bushes and blown out on the trail. Hunted like a crocodile, ravaged in the corn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Suddenly I turned around and she was standing there With silver bracelets on her wrists and flowers in her hair She walked up to me so gracefully and took my crown of thorns Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm
Now the bonds are broken, but they can be retied. But one more journey to the woods, the holes where spirits hide. It's a never-ending battle for a peace that's always torn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. While the deputy walks on hot nails and the preacher rides a mount. But nothing really matters much, it's doom alone that counts. And the one-eyed undertaker, he blows a feudal horn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Well, I've heard newborn babies crying like a moaning dove. And old men with broken teeth stranded without love. Do I understand your question, man? Is it hopeless and forlorn? Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. Now there's a wall between us, something there has been lost. I took too much for granted, I got my signals crossed. Yeah, just to think it all began on a non-eventful morn. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. In a little hilltop village, they gambled for my clothes. I'm bugging for salvation and she give me a lethal dose. I offered up my innocence, got repaid with scorn. Come in, she said, I give ya shelter from the storm. Well, I'm living in a foreign country, but I'm bound to cross the line. Beauty walks on a razor's edge, someday I'll make it mine. If I could only turn back the clock to when God and her were born. Come in, she said, I'll give ya shelter from the storm. everybody i'm back and i wanted to just uh, engage you in a little prayer time you know a lot going on in our country around the world and in a lot of lives you know um the virus is growing exponentially and and i've heard from some people that that's a real worry for them my friend down in uh, florida have some friends, Jackie and Bruce, who are struggling with uh, pos positivity and the symptoms, you know. Uh, 
my uh, son's in-laws have been uh, tested positive and they have symptoms. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of uh, anxiety with something of, what, 80, 85,000 um, cases a day? <laughs> and that's being passed off as, well, we wouldn't have so many cases if we didn't test for them. And I, that's like third grade thinking. It's, it's, I'm sorry, it's, it's idiocracy, you know, but uh, be that as it may, we've got a lot, a lot going on with that and a lot of risk, you know, so we want to take, take care in every way possible and be prayerful about that and a variety of other things. Uh, personally, a sad note, uh, my uh, cousin, uh, died as he was celebrating his 65th birthday. He had a heart attack during the party. And uh, despite CPR and efforts, uh, Doug was not able to be revived. So prayerful for his widow, Linda, his two kids, Kathy and Lori, their uh, partner spouses, and uh, certainly all my cousins and all the family. Um, it's a, you know, traumatic for them, certainly the way he died. And um, it uh, just raises up our mortality. So with that and so many other things in mind, I'd like you to just uh, take a minute with me, uh, spiritually connected but distanced, and let us be a community in prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, we give thanks that you would be present to us in these days, opening to us your truth, your wisdom, your hope. Even as we sometimes feel powerless and lost in the midst of the chaos and the harangue, the financial struggle, the medical struggles, the political struggles, God, we have anxiety and paranoia about what's going to happen in our country to affordable health care, to same-sex marriage, what's going to happen to women's reproductive rights, what's going to happen now that it would seem that the Supreme Court has been stacked for political reasons. Grand Holy God, an awareness of you whenever we vote, whether it's at home or in a ballot box, a voting booth, help us to be mindful of those words of Jesus that invites us to accent our love of you in body, mind, and spirit. And to be ever mindful of the needs of others who are hurting, who are hungry, who are at risk of eviction, who are unemployed or underemployed. 
We think of those who uh, have tested positive. I think of Bruce and Jackie and Brad and Julie and Tim and so many others. And those who are in hospital, like Cindy. Those who are at risk only because they have so many other complications and other conditions. Those who are hoping not to get sick before they have surgery, like Clara. Those who have had surgery. Those who are recovering. So we ask you to be present to each one. Be present through the doctors, the nurses, the therapists, technicians, the family. And then when death has come, we pray for strength, the encouragement of others. Help each one to do with the sadness, the anger, the anxiety, the tears. And for those who are struggling with mental illness, mental stress, whether it is anxiety or paranoia or whether it is just wanting to be taken away, Calgon, to isolate, to distance, to shut off everything. Lift each other, lift each person up, holy God, according to their need and help us to be present to each other, to lift each other up. Our God, we pray these things in the hope and the promise that is Christ, our example, our Savior, our teacher. And remember that he taught us to pray together, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Well, boys and girls, I hope you have a safe and happy Halloween, whatever that means for you. Don't eat too much candy. It's not good for you. Watch the calories, huh? <laughs> and, uh, be careful out there. We could have snow in New England this uh, Friday, I guess, which is just a joy and a blessing. <laughs> Who am I kidding? And uh, I'll leave it leave it there with you. But again, if you have anything you want to get to me on, whether it's um, you know, whether it's a, a prayer request or a song or just some feedback, I'd be happy to uh, hear from you at uh, radio steeplejack at gmail.com. And we'll get start and move toward uh, Advent next week. It's kind of scary. And think of us, if you would, next Tuesday, November 3rd, uh, as we begin our adventure of the uh, Communications of Northeast Connecticut at Central Village. And uh, I'll be certainly thinking of you all as you make your vote, whether it's at home before or whether it's that day in the, the voting booth. Make good choices and stay safe. Almighty God, bless and keep you. Merciful God, 
make your face to shine upon us all. The blessed and the Holy Trinity be with us all now and forevermore. Be at peace. Amen. Talk to you next week. Stay tuned for the postlude. It's always an interesting thing. I've got another version of Season of the Witch for you. Stay tuned for that and a few other surprises. I'm Steeplejack. These are days to remember. Bless you.
window The many sights to see When I look into my window So many different people are to be You got to pick up every stitch Rabbits running in the ditch Beat next out to make it rich Oh no! Oh no! Must be the season of the witch Must be the season of
straight, I was running wild. Had to change my name, had to change my mind. Then out in the desert, lost at sea, I paid some dues you would not believe. Since I've lived my whole life under the Down by love, down by love I don't care, you can have it all I don't need the money, take it from me What I give to you, you can have for free Since I had to live my life on the run Holding on to the kingdom come I will walk by faith till my walking is done To Jerusalem, it'll be as a sacrificial lamb. And if I end my days in the courts of Rome, I'll be on that road that leads me home. Since I've lived my whole life under the Till my walking is done